Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. This is Brian Haydad here on Super Talk Mississippi Thunder and Lightning. What a day. What a, what a weird day. If you're, if you're a, a viewer, if you're watching us here on Super Talk TV and you're like, that is not where he normally is, you're right. You're correct in that assessment. We won't go into all those details. But thanks for joining me here on a Wednesday evening, a big Wednesday evening of sports here in Starkville. Rhino is down in Studio X. Rhino, I needed you earlier. Things were going wrong. Where were you? I needed your help. I was on a break. Me. I, just, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we are brought to you by the good folks over at the Vicksburg Convention and Visitors Bureau. Visit Vicksburg.com. Today, I saw on Twitter from their Twitter uh, page, today is the 125th birthday of the Vicksburg National Military Park, which, of course, is an iconic location down there in Vicksburg. But there's a lot more to do in my hometown than just the park. We're going to tell you about some of the great stuff that's happening uh, in Vicksburg throughout the show. But we have to start over at the Humphrey Coliseum, an absolutely massive game tonight between two teams that, well, they don't much like each other. I think that's why Richard Cross did not promote this program uh, before he got off the air. He's, you know, he's he's already letting that, that hatred seep into his soul between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. But they will have round two of their basketball series tonight, uh, tipping off just over two hours from now uh, at the hump. A game that, you know, when we went to the Pavilion a few uh, few weeks ago in Oxford, that was a tremendous college basketball game. Ole Miss getting the win, 86-82 over the Bulldogs. I will be surprised personally if the, uh, the, the scoring is that high again. Both teams were really clicking offensively, and both teams got offense uh, from unexpected sources in that game. For Ole Miss, it was T.J. Caldwell. That's a guy who averages, you know, five, six points a game. He had 18. Deshaun Davis is a guy who averages four points a game for Mississippi State. He had 15 in that game. And Tolu Smith was not a big factor in that game at all for Mississippi State. I, I, I talked about it just a, a moment ago on Sports Talk Mississippi. I think Tolu's a huge key for Mississippi State tonight. I think that he is a guy that, you know, if he can show up tonight and give State 17, 18 points and eight or nine rebounds like he's uh, capable of doing, well, I mean, that would have made a huge difference a few weeks ago. It would have won the game for the Bulldogs. Josh Hubbard, I feel like you can rely on. And honestly, Cam Matthews at this point, I feel like you can rely on him for points too. Shaq Moore is getting to that point as well. But Tolu has got to be the, the guy who everything runs through. And, and he's got to get touches on offense. And he's got to get touches in the paint where he can go up and shoot. I, I feel like State has not done a great job this year of putting him in good positions. They're putting him out 
uh, away from the basket, making him back his way in, and, and he, it's, he has trouble protecting the basketball at times. That's a huge key for State. And then with Hubbard, I talked about this earlier, and I'm not saying this is going to happen tonight, but all season long I've been kind of waiting for Hubbard to have this game where he just hits seven or eight three-pointers. And if that happens tonight, obviously I would take Mississippi State's chances to win. They would go way, way up. So for Ole Miss, it's the same thing. You know, the three ball is really what made a difference for them in Oxford, and they were able to hit some three-point shots and, and, and sort of control the game that way. And if you remember the last five, six minutes of that game, it was just haymaker after haymaker. Ole Miss hits a shot, and you're like, okay, they're going to put them away. Then State would come down and hit a shot and say, no, no, they're right back in the game, and it just kept going up until those final moments uh, there at the end. So just a massive game. Today's bracketology report from uh, Joe Lenardi of ESPN, he said State very comfortably in at this time. Now, that doesn't mean they, they can start losing games and be all right. They still need to pile up wins, and tonight's a good quad two opportunity for them. But for Ole Miss, it is win or you're out. Now, that doesn't mean Ole Miss can't get back in. It doesn't mean that Ole Miss couldn't, you know, win the rest of their games and be easily in the NCAA tournament. But if they want to stay in the projections right now, they need to come to Starkville and get a win. Ole Miss has not been great on the road this year. Their only win on the road in SEC play is that game against Texas A&M. State has been pretty good at home this year, but they do have losses uh, in conference play to Alabama, Alabama, Oh, I'm sorry, just, yeah, it's just Alabama at home. And then they did lose a game at home in the non-conference to Southern, which we all recall. And, of course, that game continues to haunt Mississippi State. Uh, it's, it's, got the, it's probably worth a good ten spots worth of seeding uh, in the net. I think State's net, the last I checked, was at 41. State hasn't play, has only played one game since they moved up to 34 uh, after playing Missouri. Uh, they, 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 they haven't played but the one game against uh, Arkansas. Other teams are playing games around them, and so that's why they've dropped. If State wins tonight, they'll go back into the mid-30s. If they can win easily, they can find a way to, to hand the Rebels a double-digit loss, they might jump back into like the 31-32 range because it would be a quad-two win. Ole Miss is currently sitting at 67 in the net, which means yeah, that's as bubblicious as it can get for the Rebels. They've got to find a way to win this game tonight. Uh, and, and come out of the Humphrey Coliseum with a win. Can they do that? I, I don't know the answer. State is currently a six and a half point favorite. Uh, that's a game, you know, that, that, that's, a, that's a line that I'm, I'm a little bit uh, surprised by. Uh, but I, I don't know what to say. I'm just, I'm, I'm surprised that the line is that high. I, I thought it would be a little, a little, you know, three and a half, four and a half kind of line, but it is what it is for Mississippi State. So they are, uh, they are looking forward to a big crowd at the Humphrey Coliseum. They are looking forward to a, a, an, an, an anxious and exa- uh, an enthralled crowd tonight. Uh, all tickets are sold out. There are still tickets available in the secondary market, but from the university, everything is sold out at this point. So very good for Mississippi State. Uh, chance to, to, to put a, a – not a signature win, but you, you, know, you want to win these games, obviously against your rival. That's, that's one thing. But and the other thing is, it's, it's a chance to put a, another good win on your tournament resume. So Smith, Hubbard, Matthews, they've got to deliver for Mississippi State. For Ole Miss, the two Murrays, uh, Morrell, uh, Brakefield, those guys have got to show up uh, for the, uh, the Rebels. I think it's going to be a close back-and-forth game. I think we're going to get something similar uh, to what we had uh, in Oxford just a few weeks ago. I think we're going to see a very back-and-forth uh, basketball game, and I don't, I don't know that I can put a, a, a prediction out there. I mean, I, I think State will win because it's at home, 
But Ole Miss, I mean, State has, has had a slip up at home already this year. And if Ole Miss comes out hot and hitting shots, it's going to be tough like it was a season ago. Plus, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, Ole Miss has the size inside to bother Mississippi State. They can make it difficult to get the ball to Tolu Smith. They have big guys down there to uh, to handle that. So I just think it's going to be a close, back-and-forth, intense basketball game. Uh, and if State can win it, you know, that, that you look ahead to the rest of the schedule. They play at LSU this weekend. I think that's a quad two opportunity. Then they'll have three straight quad ones. Kentucky at home, at Auburn, at Texas A&M. I know A&M lost uh, to Arkansas last night, but that is not a game that's going to drop them out of the top 75. They'll finish with another quad two, South Carolina at home. So the rest of this schedule is resume-building wins for Mississippi State if they can get them. And they're, not, they're losses that don't kill you if you lose them. But you don't. But at the same time, state has to get wins. They only have 17. They probably at 19. They're probably in. At 20, they're definitely in. At 20 wins, Mississippi State would be in, and and there would be no question about it. So, very exciting. A uh, few minutes. Uh, Going to be a very exciting game. And just uh, like I said, just over two hours from now at the Hump, I'm I'm, I'm excited to get out there. Baseball happening on on campus right now. We're going to have to talk about that. We're going to have to talk a little deeper than just a recap. But state leading uh, Austin P ten to five in the top of the sixth uh, over there. Uh, state has ten runs on four hits. They have they've scored six runs off bases loaded walks. Baseball is a heck of a game sometimes. So, but I mean this Mississippi State team two and two on the year about to go to three and two. But we've got we got to talk about some bigger picture stuff with this baseball team. So. Big day for, for Mississippi State Athletics. Big day around the state. you got Ole Miss baseball going on. The Rebels are losing 4-2 uh, to two to Arkansas State. Uh, they just hit a home run uh, there up there in Oxford. But then you got this game here. It's a big day. Uh, you know, and these are the kind of days you know, we've been looking forward to having for a while where everything's kind of going on all at once. And it's just enjoyable. It's, just enjoy- it's enjoyable for most people. There's this one guy uh, here on the protect line. But other than him. So we'll, 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 we're not going to worry about that, though. But, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm excited to get to the home tonight. I, I, I think it's going to be an outstanding atmosphere. They had a great atmosphere for the Alabama game. Uh, that was that was very 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 intense game. Since then, the crowds have been good. They've, they've been you know solid crowds, but they haven't had that that you know mid '90s Humphrey Coliseum intensity. That mid 2000s Humphrey Coliseum. Humphrey Coliseum. I'll say it right eventually. Uh, intensity. So I'm interested to see, you know, with it being Ole Miss, you would expect, expect the crowd to be ratcheted up a bit and, uh, and ready to go. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, this, game, this baseball game not not going to be over. I, don't, <laughs> I hope people make it to the game. I'm sure they'll come over. They, they better. If they, I, think, I think at this point you've got to say, look, you know, we've got we to gotta go. We've got to make a, the trip across the street to the Humphrey Coliseum. Let's talk baseball when we come back. We'll get back to basketball a little later in the show. Some of y'all are surprised this team is struggling. I want to find out why. You can hit me up on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Madison Sellers. Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
We are back here on Thunder and Lightning, Super Talk Mississippi. We're brought to you by our good friends over at the Visit Vicksburg, Vicksburg Convention and Visitors Bureau. The historic, I say it's historic, there's history in the name, Brian. The the run-through history uh, at the Vicksburg National Military Park, March 4th. 5K walk begins at 8.49, the 10K run, which will uh, begin at 8.30, so if I was going to be there, I'd need to be there by 8.49, is what you're telling me. Uh, injury fees, 30 bucks, and they've got a lot of great post-party, uh, post-race party uh, stuff happening, entertainment, food at the Vicksburg Hampton Inn, which is just right across the street. Uh, entertainment, live entertainment from The Chill, and then there's uh, also the, uh, the awards that are going to be presented uh, starting at 10.30. Uh, at uh, Tony's uh, Grill and Seafood Market, with a big crawfish boil, live music that starts at two o'clock. A lot going on there. The, the run through history is a, is a big event in Vicksburg, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And you get to walk through, run through the uh, the Vicksburg National Military Park, which is, is awesome. So check it out. And of course, you go to visit Vicksburg.com for a lot more information on the great city of uh, of Vicksburg. Now 10-6, top of the sixth over uh, at Duty Noblefield, Mississippi State leading Austin P. Uh, the Austin P are the governors, I believe, and they have a man on with two out uh, in the top of the six. State has not hit the ball well today, but they haven't had to. Uh, Austin P has been giving them a lot of free passes, as I mentioned earlier. State only has four hits in this game, uh, but they have ten runs uh, because they have how many walks in this game? Thirteen. Every player has walked at least once. Bryce Chance has walked three times. Hunter Hines has walked twice. Uh, it, I mean. It, it's a stat line that's just it's just weird. It's just weird to look at when you uh when you take a look at it. And Mississippi State baseball is in a weird place right now. And if you listen to this show, if you listen to the actual podcast, you know that I have not been high on this Mississippi State baseball team. I, I've been saying all along I don't expect them to return to the NCAA tournament this year, that I, I think that they they, they just they have too many holes. Uh, I will say that I've been pleasantly surprised thus far by their pitching. Justin Parker has come in. You know, we had him on the show just a couple weeks ago, and he has he has made this group look a lot better than they did a season ago. I mean, I know they've given up six runs today, but by and large, they're not putting guys on base for free at the at the chance, the way they did a season ago. Today, uh, only four walks thus far today, and that's you know from some guys. Copia Holcomb is a guy who's had some trouble. He had trouble this weekend. But I've seen a lot of, of, of you know, and I, I feel like I should preface things a lot of times that, you know, I know that message boards and social media, that, that doesn't give you a really good, wide look at a fan base and what they're thinking. But there's been a lot of, it feels like a lot of surprise uh, from Mississippi State fans about this team and the way they struggled this past weekend and the way they struggled on Tuesday, and the way they're, they're kind of struggling today. And I, I just don't understand why. I don't understand why you thought that a team that didn't bring in any huge transfer portal guys. Uh, now, I really liked what I saw from Kyle Steven Saturday and for the, from Purdue, and I thought, you know, I think, okay, that's a guy who could maybe make an impact. But State needed like four or five of those guys in the transfer portal and didn't get them. They whiffed on Luke Holman. They whiffed on Braden Montgomery. They brought back, you know, a, a bunch of guys from a season ago outside of Jordan and Hines and Larry, I guess, to a certain extent, not really proven hitters. And people thought things were suddenly going to be different. And, and when I say different, I'm not even talking about, 
you know, making a super regional or or making it back to Omaha. I'm just talking about getting into the NCAA tournament. And I, I never saw it, and I, I still don't. Now, could I end up being wrong? Absolutely. This team, you know, they, they're missing some guys due to injury. David Marchand is out. Logan Kohler is out. When they get their lineup the way they want it to be, they could turn it on and start hitting the ball all over the yard. And if the pitching stays improved the way it's been, then you have some opportunities there for sure. But I just look at it like this: I, I, I just, I just didn't see enough change in the program to make me think there was going to be changes in the results. Um. I, I, on the record, I said I was surprised that Chris Lamonis got this season. I thought that at the end of the year last year they, they might have moved on from him. Um, but they didn't. And they let him run it back, and they bring a new pitching coach in. But, you know, how many times does, you know, changing assistant coaches make a huge difference in a team? I remember I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about Jackie Sherrill. His, you know, he had those two terrible years, 0-1-0-2, and everybody wanted to give him a third year. I didn't, but the people in power did. So he, he makes changes at the coordinator. He brings in two new coordinators, offensive and defensive. Okay, things are going to get better. Now they went 2-10. and ten. You know, it starts at the top. And for whatever reason, it's just not working for Chris Lamonis right now. And we think about Mississippi State baseball, and you think about the standard that Mississippi State fans hold this program to, and you think about the, the history and the tradition, and you, you think that they just won that national title two years ago, and the, the prevailing thought, and this is not my prevailing thought, this is prevailing thought from people who cover college baseball. I'll tell you, it was probably Richard Cross's prevailing thought that, okay, now the, the, the genie's kind of out of the bottle with Mississippi State. They've won a national title. They're about to start, you know, and become, I don't know if they're going to become like an LSU type situation where they win four or five in a, in a 10, 10 to 12 year period, but they're going to get another one. It's going to be pretty quick. And even if you don't think they're going to get another one, you certainly don't make the comment, well, they won this national title, so the next two years they'll miss the SEC tournament and finish last and second to last in the West. Nobody's thinking that. Everybody thinks this program's about to achieve another level. And instead, they continue to, to struggle, and they continue to lose games to Austin P and to Air Force, just like a season ago when they were losing to VMI and ULM in the first couple weeks of the season or two years ago when they were losing to Northern Kentucky and Long Beach State in the first couple of weeks of the season. If before anybody says, oh, Long Beach State's a decent program. Yeah, they were. They weren't that year. And yet they came in and got two out of three from Mississippi State. So, you know, we've talked about it before with State's non-conference schedule. It's, it's weak. And they're, they're, they are, they've got two losses on their schedule right now to teams that a season ago were 140 and 191, I believe, was the numbers in the RPI. So those are bad losses. They can't afford a lot more for two reasons. One, if they lose five or six non-conference games, how am I supposed to look at, look at them and say, okay, well, yeah, but they'll, they'll win 13 or 14 conference games. I, I'm not going to have – you're not going to say that. But the other side of it is this. Even with, if they win 15 conference games somehow, those six losses are all – Dragging down your tournament resume. You know, we talked about the Southern game for Mississippi State basketball. That's one. They have one bad loss. Mississippi State right now, I mean, I, I can't make the assumption they're just going to go and reel off 12, 13, 14 wins in a row. They'll probably have two or three more. They're going to have four or five losses like that Southern loss. 
And that's going to be the difference, you know, between hosting and not hosting. That's going to be the difference between making it and not making it. That's kind of where this baseball program is right now. And and they're just – it's not supposed to be that way for Mississippi State baseball. You don't spend $70 million on a baseball stadium for it to be empty in late May, early June. You don't spend the kind of money that Mississippi State puts into its program to not make – never mind, not even make the NCAA tournament, not make the SEC tournament. That's unacceptable. And that's a word I don't like to use, and you've heard me say that before, because unacceptable means there has to be consequences, right? There has to be something that changes. Is something going to change mid-season for Mississippi State? I doubt that. I don't. I don't see that happening. I think they play it out and you get to the end of May and you do what you got to do based on the results. If you're in the and if you're in the postseason, you move on. You go forward with another year. If you're not, you probably make a change. I would tell you that. Just making the postseason isn't good enough. This was Mississippi State baseball. Uh, you know, would would if Georgia and I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it from from people. Oh, you're comparing. The, yes, I am. If Georgia, you know, they they won back to back national titles. Well, what if Kirby Smart had followed that up with six and six and five and seven or five and seven, six and six, miss a bowl and then go to the, uh, you know, the Birmingham Bowl? He wouldn't be the head coach at Georgia today. And even if he was, it would be like. It wouldn't be, okay, well, if you win eight games this year, you're safe. It would be, you better be back on the college football playoff. We better be competing for the SEC championship. That's where Mississippi State should be, in my opinion. But they're not, and it feels like they're a long, long way away from it uh, right now. So, who goes first, Lamonis or Bianco? Bianco would certainly not be a midseason. They, they, they wouldn't do that to him because he's just been there for so long. So, I mean, I, the, the, the seasons right now, I would tell you, are probably going to end on the same day. So, it'll just be who gets the press release done first. And, and Richard Croft disagrees with me on that. He thinks that Bianco will not be let go at the end of the season. And he would certainly know more uh, about that situation. He's certainly much closer to that situation than I am. But Ole Miss has had two bad regular seasons in a row. Granted, at the end of one of them, they were able to go to a uh, win a national title. But let's not act like that team was dominant the whole year. They got hot. They won a national title. God bless them. But that's, it. That, that, that's, that's, that's not the trend for them right now. We'll see. Let's go back to hoops when we come back. Let's get a little bit deeper into this matchup. Mississippi State on Ole Miss. Back in just a minute, this is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. If they call a celebration penalty on this, I'll shoot them. Top of the seventh in uh, Starkville over at Diddy Noble Field. Mississippi State holding on to a 10-6 lead over Austin P. Uh, the Governors, I believe they're the Governors. Should, I should check that, shouldn't I? Uh, they're the Governors. Thank you, sir. I, yeah, I wasn't sure. Uh, holding on, They have a man on uh, with two out there in the top of the seventh. This is Thunder and Lightning. We're brought to you by the folks over at the Vicksburg Convention and Visitors Bureau. They want to remind you that the Vicksburg Classic Sip Fest, this is a, something, by the way, that uh, I would be big on. 
uh, just a, a little while ago. I don't know if they they can they can accommodate me now, but 130 year anniversary of the bottling of Coca Cola, first bottled in the city of Vicksburg. It's a week long event with a kickoff party at the Beatenhorn Coca Cola Museum on March 11th. The classic sip stroll over the Mississippi River on the old Mississippi River Bridge on the 15th, and the classic wheel show at Washington Street Park on March 16th. For more information on all the events, visit visitvicksburg.com and visit Vicksburg on all its social media platforms. And I follow Visit Vicksburg on uh, Facebook and Twitter, so I keep up with everything going on in my hometown. Uh, an hour and a half, give or take, uh, until Mississippi State tips off with the Ole Miss Rebels at the Humphrey Coliseum in a game that, as we said earlier for the Rebels, has gotten to the must-win point, uh, according to Joe Lenardi. Uh, from ESPN and for the, for the Bulldogs, this would be a great game to really settle in and start thinking about playing for seeding instead of playing to be on the uh, the tournament bubble. Uh, if they can get a win here, that would go a long way for that. It would be a quad two win uh, for Mississippi State. Currently, Mississippi State, when you look at their record and, you, and your resume and you break it down, three and six in quad one, those three wins, and this is a big part of the reason State is, is where they are in the net. They have wins over the number six and number seven net teams in the country at home, Tennessee and Auburn. Their other win, a game that when it happened, I don't think we gave a lot of attention to, but they beat Washington State on a neutral site in the tournament at the uh, in Connecticut, and they are currently 32 uh, in the net, 20 and six overall, and looking uh, really good out there in the Pac-12. Six losses, obviously, those are all in the SEC. State is currently three and zero in quad two games. Um, without looking, I would guess those wins are all in the non-conference. Uh, I think the game against Northwestern is currently a quad two game, and it has a chance to be a quad one game. Uh, Northwestern is 57 in the net. If they go above 50, 50 or above, they would be uh, a quad one. I don't have the other ones right in front of me. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to see if I can find them, but it's not standing out to me. The State game, State's game Saturday with LSU. LSU currently 88 in the net, so an 88 team on the road is a quad two game. So State with two quad two opportunities uh, to to really beef up their resume, and then like I said earlier, a chance with a couple next week quad one games. Kentucky at home and then Auburn on the road. That Auburn game will be very very tough. That Auburn environment is something else. Uh, you've seen some good teams go in there and just get wrecked. Alabama lost by 17. South Carolina lost by 40 at Auburn. That is a different animal, no, no pun intended for the jungle there at Auburn. For State tonight, I think the biggest key is the guys that you expect contributions from have got to contribute. And there are three guys from Mississippi State, Tolu Smith, Josh Hubbard, and I put Cam Matthews into this tier as well. Matthews has become a guy that I expect 10 to 15 points. I expect 8 to 10 rebounds. Close to a double-double every time out. Um, Hubbard, I expect anywhere from 16 to 20 points. And then there's Tolu. Tolu has had some really good games uh, in conference play since he's returned from injury. But he's had a couple of games where he's no-showed, and and in those games, State has struggled. Um, Now, he didn't have a great game against Arkansas, uh, last weekend, but State was able to overcome that. Tonight, I really think Tolu Smith needs to have a signature game. I think that he needs to have the kind of game where uh, you, you remember who he is. You know, this is a guy that 
prior to his injury coming into the season, there was a lot of talk that he was going to be a first-team All-SEC player and be one of the top candidates for the, uh, the SEC Player of the Year. I think he was the preseason Player of the Year in the SEC. Nobody could have seen the, uh, the emergence of Dalton Connect at, uh, at Tennessee. So he needs to have that kind of game. He needs to be an alpha dog tonight, no pun intended. And, and really control this game. And as I said earlier, Ole Miss is the type of team and the way they do things and the way that they, they, they are built, their roster is built, they have size down low that can, that can bother Tolu Smith and can put Mississippi State in positions where they, they, they can't get the ball to them. So State's just got to kind of find a ways to be creative, I think, in their offense. Now, the easiest way to do that is start, start hitting some shots from the outside and put Ole Miss into a situation where they're, they're focusing on your perimeter shooters. And Hubbard and Shaq Moore are guys who can do that. Uh, for Mississippi State. But at, at some point, it's just going to have to be, you know, you go back to that game in Oxford. Tolu got the ball a lot. He had, I think, four turnovers early in that game. He's just got to have a, a little bit more ball security and, and put himself in those positions. And State's got to do, like I said, do a good job of getting him there where it's catch and shoot. It's catch and go up or get fouled. It's not back your way into the paint. It's not, you know, getting the ball at the top of the circle, the top of the key, it, it's got to be low post play. That's what Tolu Smith is, is, is. That's how where he thrives. If you go back a season ago, I said this a lot of times, you watch State play, almost every shot was either a, a three or a ball within two feet of the rim. They didn't take a lot of mid-range jumpers. That's where Tolu Smith is at his best, is down low in the paint and, 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 and working in, in, on that low block. If he can do that tonight, if he can grind out 15, 16 points for Mississippi State, I think they can win and maybe win comfortably. But if he is struggling again, it's going to be the same result as it was in Oxford. Not, maybe not the same win or loss result, but it will definitely be a close, drawn-out basketball game. Think about, you know, State, Ole Miss beat State by four in Oxford uh, on Jan- in January. Was it January 31st, I believe? And Tolu had uh, nine points in that game. If Tolu has 19 points in that game, State wins. And that's, you know, 19 points isn't asking a whole lot of Tolu Smith. The free throw line has just been State's bugaboo this year, and I don't know that there's, there is an answer for that. I don't know that you're just going to, at this point in the season, State's just going to start hitting 75% plus. I think you just kind of you just got to kind of live with what State does on the free throw line, and it could very easily cost them the game. If you look at the game they played Saturday against Arkansas, um, 19 of 32 from the line, they won by four. They could have won by by 14 just by making a reasonable amount of free throws. So that's that's something you know. It just I just don't think that there's any fixing it at this point. It just is what it is. Defensively for State, they just got to continue to do what they've been doing to most teams on the perimeter, and that's limiting them. Ole Miss hit three-pointers in that first game, if you go back and look at it. Uh, we, we mentioned uh, T.J. Caldwell and the game that he had against Mississippi State. Most of it was from behind the arc. He was four or five uh, for, from back there. Uh, in that game, the Rebels were 12 of 30, 40% from behind the arc. That's not good enough for Mississippi State. You can't allow a team to shoot 40% and want to win that game. You go back, that's the, the State Ole Miss box score is one of the most – Confusing box scores. If I tell you, I think if you tell Mississippi State fans prior to the game in Oxford, hey, State's going to score 82 points tonight. They're going to shoot 53.6 from the field, 70% from the line, and they're going to out-rebound Ole Miss by 13. I think the average Mississippi State fan would have said before that game, okay, State won by 20. Instead, they lost by four, 
because the Rebels were just so good from behind the arc. Jamal Murray, uh, I'm sorry, Jalen Murray, not uh, great from back there, but four for eleven, so just a little bit under forty percent. Really good, you know, good night for him. Morrell had uh, had twenty points. Murray with twenty points. Caldwell with eighteen points. That's what carried the Rebels. Nobody else had more than six. State was a little bit more balanced. They had four scorers in double figures, and Tolu Smith, like I said, with nine points. But I don't know that State and Ole Miss are going to get that unexpected offense that they got from Caldwell for Ole Miss and for, from Deshaun Davis uh, for Mississippi State. Davis in that game was fantastic, six of eight from the field. He had uh, 15 points. That was really his best offensive game in, in quite, a, quite, a, uh, quite a long time. So we'll see where it takes them. Tonight, this is going to be a tremendous basketball game. I'm very excited to, uh, to 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 witness it. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, and if Mississippi State can get the win, I think something we're not, we haven't really discussed. It'll be four straight for Mississippi State. Chance to go to five if they can win at LSU. Then you play Kentucky. But a five game winning streak at this time of the year is no time is nothing to sneeze at. That's really good times for Mississippi State. And, and you know you're heating up and playing basket your best basketball at the right time you know, as we're as we're getting closer. You know, March is. Uh, is what nine days away? I mean, we're 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 there. We're we're we're, we're the madness is about to begin uh, for everybody in the SEC. So, getting a fourth win in a row for Mississippi State, getting a win over Ole Miss. There's just so much packed into this one game. Quad two win, uh, chance to extend your winning streak to four, chance to really bump, bump up your tournament resume, and it's Ole Miss. It's your hated bitter rival. You want to beat them. So a lot, and for Ole Miss, it's the same thing—a quad one win opportunity for the Rebels, the chance to maybe get off the bubble and get out of that last four in category and into the, uh, and then actually into the field of 64, uh, and then of course a chance to to get the the season sweep over Mississippi State in Chris Beard's first year. There's a lot of stuff playing at play uh, here in this game uh, for both teams, and it's going to, like I said, it's going to be a tremendous atmosphere in the Humphrey Coliseum. Uh, just over an hour from now. We'll wrap it up with a little recruiting news when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. We are back here on Thunder and Lightning for one last go around here on a Wednesday evening. As soon as I get out of here, I'm headed to the Humphrey Coliseum for Mississippi State uh, versus Ole Miss. Thunder Lightning brought to you by Visit Vicksburg this weekend, the Heinz Juco Classic Softball Tournament at Sports Force Park on the Mississippi, February 23rd and 24th, featuring 12 junior college softball teams from all around the southern United States. Come watch some of the best junior college softball teams compete in a two-day tournament at Sports Force Park in, on the Mississippi in Vicksburg, including the 2023 NJCAA Division II National Champions, Cole Lynn. Love the good folks at Cole Lynn, so that's good to hear. So check that out. Check out all the great stuff at visitvicksburg.com to find out more about what's going on in my hometown. Uh, some basketball news for the future here. Hit it, Rhino. Rhino. <laughs> 
It's basketball recruiting news for Mississippi State as they have secured a commitment from the top player in the state of Mississippi uh, on three four star Eric Payman Jr. out of Raymond, Mississippi. Uh, has committed to the Bulldogs as of this afternoon. Rated as the number 102 player, regardless of position, uh, by On3 Sports, and a player for Mississippi State that, you know, this this is a small signing class for State right now. He is the second signee, along with point guard Delquan Warren. Feels like it's going to be a big transfer class for Mississippi State. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely be active and, and in, in the portal uh, when we get when we get to that point. And, of course, and Richard and I were talking about this the other day, that great opportunity for State that Cam Matthews and Shaq Moore could be back for them next year. So that would be a great veteran core, along with Josh Hubbard, obviously. And then you, you can bring in some transfers to work around those guys. You know, have a chance to, to you know, continue the, the, the positive momentum uh, for Mississippi State uh, going into next season. 10-9 is the score over Duty Noble Field. They just cannot make it easy. Uh, Austin Peters hit a two-run. Uh, I'm sorry, they had a two-run homer, or, or is that okay? Yeah, they made it. Yeah, they hit back-to-back home runs to make it 10-9. Uh, nobody out in the top of the eighth, y'all. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you right now that the Thunder and Lightning podcast is going to have a lot, a lot of great college football content for you this spring. We're going to talk a ton of college football uh, starting up very soon because, goodness gracious, this baseball team, man. They are... Again, I'm not overly surprised by the struggles. But at the same time, if they drop two to Austin P, if they drop two to Austin P, I don't really care about Mershon and Kohler being out. I don't care about it at that point. Look me in the eye and tell me, okay, well, they lost two to Austin P, but – They'll win 14 games against, you know, LSU, Vanderbilt, Florida, Arkansas. They'll win those games. Look me in the eye and tell me that with a straight face. Come on, guys. Ish. This team. Let's move it. Let's move it towards basketball. Big game for the Bulldogs. If I got to make a prediction, somebody got on me on the the text line. I'll make a prediction. I think State wins. I think it's going to be really, really close. Uh, I w- if I were betting tonight, you know, like I said, the line's six and a half, you might get me to take the Rebels and the points. Because I think it could be something like 75-70, 74 I don't think it will be as high-scoring a game as it was a couple weeks ago. I-, I don't think State shoots 53% from the field. I don't think Ole Miss shoots 40% from behind the arc. Heck, State was 44% from behind the arc in that game. What a weird game. We thought that game was going to be a total rock fight, and instead it was one of the best-played college basketball games uh, in the SEC this year. So, big game, and if State wins, also never, let's not let us not forget that uh, unless I want to be wearing red and blue uh, at the Palmer Home Radiothon, uh, I need this one, guys. <laughs> I need it. I'll be down four three. And you know, say what you want about Mississippi State baseball. Ole Miss lost today to Arkansas State. That's going to be talking about a rock fight. I can't wait for those baseball games. It might set the sport back to the days of Doubleday. Um, but I'll, I'll need if I win tonight, I need I would have to take the baseball series. I would need three of the four games they play: the SEC series and the Governor's Cup. Richard only needs a split if State wins tonight. Now, if State loses tonight, 
he only needs one game when we get to uh, to baseball. So I would be in real trouble there, real trouble. I don't, I, I, you know, I'll look great. I'll look great no matter what I'm wearing. You know, I'm a handsome man. You put me in powder blue. I wonder what he'll do. You know, last year I did the jersey thing to him. Does he go that route, or does he make me wear like a powder blue seersucker suit with the bow tie? That's what I would do to him if the roles were reversed. I would make him dress like the stereotypical Ole Miss frat boy. Um, and I, I, if, if, I, if I win, I have big plans for him this year. But we'll see. I, I got a lot of work to do, and it starts tonight uh, here. If something doesn't change for State, the head coach is gone. I feel like the pitching yeah, – Justin Parker's got to be looking around going, what was I thinking? I don't know, man. Really, really tough. Appreciate you guys tuning in tonight here on Thunder and Lightning. Let's head to the hump. I'll see you there. And back with you tomorrow on Sports Talk Mississippi. For Rhino down in Studio X, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.